Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Well, are y'all ready to let the world know that we have power in our words? Tell somebody, my words have power. Oh, you got to know how important it is. Oh, we're about to declare some things in the house. Are y'all ready to do this? Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yeah. You got to learn how to speak positive and stop speaking negative. Hey, we about to speak faith in the house. Yeah, yeah. To defeat the enemy.
I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Five Slow Stone Network. My name is Brother Seth, and uh, I am the creator of this network. And uh, tonight we are joined by co-hosts that have been riding with me for some time and contributing to this engine, this little engine that could, that we call the Five Slow Stone Network. And I'll get into who the co-hosts are a little later on, but just know it won't be just Brother Seth tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about a very important topic that is dear to my heart, uh, and that is miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare. Uh, You know, once you come in contact with it one time, any one of those I named, demons, devils, angels, spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters, if you come in contact with any of those, one time, you mark. It's like you never forget it. And that's why it's one of my favorite topics. So tonight, I'll go ahead and read the show description right quick. It says, Thursday night is the most high still performing miracles today. Are angels, devils, and spiritual warfare real today? If so, let's talk about it. If not, some of y'all think it's not, let's talk about it. According to the Bible, these signs will follow those who believe. In the book of Acts, it says that the Father in believers confirming his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. One more time. In the book of Acts, brothers and sisters, the Father was in the believers. He was confirming his word. That was inside of those believers with signs outside of them, wonders outside of them, and miracles outside of them. Doing all kinds of things to call those that would doubt to believe by the miracles. I remember Christ told one person, one counsel, if you don't believe me, believe me for my works. Believe the works. You don't like me, I understand, but look at the works. <laughs> That's what they're for, the unbeliever, pretty much. The Father, says, I went on to say, if his word is being spoken, because he's confirming his word, and he confirmed his word in the book of Acts through the saints. If his word is being spoken today, where are the miracles? The Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Scripture says. So what's happening? Well, brothers and sisters, guess what? His word is being spoken. And if it's indeed his word, he is going to prove it with signs, wonders, and miracles around that word. It's like his word is him. So whenever someone speaks his true words, the miracles will follow that. As if to say, this is me. Yes, hear my son. Hear my servant. Folks, that's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's Bible all day long. If you speak his word, if you teach his word, if his word is going forth, there should be signs, wonders, and miracles following that word. I believe with everything inside of me. So tonight I went on to say, finally, let's talk signs, wonders, and miracles in the church today. So, what's happening? That's happening right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network.
Again, I'm Brother Seth, and uh, I just want to thank you for your time tonight. We're very serious. We're very serious. We love this Elohim, this God. We call him Yah, or Jah of Israel. The Bible says, call his name Jah. And so we know there was no J, of course, so we say Yah. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praising his wonderful name because he is a loving Elohim. He loves us so much. And he created our bodies to constantly try to heal itself. Our bodies are constantly trying to heal itself. You know, I think the scientists say we get new skin every year. We get new this. Every All the organs is trying to reproduce out this stuff, you know, shedding old skin, old this. Our body is constantly trying to renew itself just like in the garden when man could live forever until the fall. So if the body is trying to live forever, and the skin is trying to heal itself, and the kidney is trying to heal itself. And the only thing that's hindering that is our eating habits and in our world and in our environment. That's their enemy. Where do you think the most high fit in, fit in that? Please tell me. Where do you think the most high fit in all of this? He's with the body trying to heal us. He's with nature trying to fix us. We're the only ones that's against it, saying stupid stuff like he's trying to, I shouldn't say stupid, but we're saying things like, oh, he's trying to teach me something. Oh, he's trying to, the God, you know, the most highest, we say God is trying to teach me how to be humble. Oh, this is my thorn in the flesh. And we got a whole bunch of doctrines to to bring illness once we believe it. We got a whole lot of food we eat. That bring illness. We got a whole lot of stress we have that bring illness. But the most high ain't on that, folks, brothers and sisters. Please know that. So right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network, we're simply trying to speak life tonight. Bring up our true power. Uh, last week, y'all, last show, we talked to uh, Pastor Chris, brought up uh, uh, weapons we have in the natural, and then he talked about weapons we have in the spiritual. Yes, we do have weapons in the natural, and those weapons do a good job of what they're designed to do. But, folks, we have true dunamis, true power that the Father has given us. It's not on our, something on our own that we can go around boasting about. No, this is strictly something the Holy Spirit comes over us and empowers us to do when we are sensitive to his guiding and can hear his voice. Both. We got to hear his voice, the Holy Spirit, or we have to be tuned into his guidance. And when we do that, that Holy Spirit moves on us when evil spirits are around. And we can sense them. We can see them operating in people. Not the spirit itself, but we can perceive it operating, and we can be uh, victorious in dealing with these spirits because of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know these things and you doubt these things, feel right at home, brothers and sisters. Feel right at home, right here on the Five Sisters Network, because guess what? 
lot of the people on the planet are with you. You're not alone. But tonight, we just want to, we talk a lot on this show about what the enemy is doing, what the church is not doing. Um, We talk a lot about the problems of our world. And tonight, we will still hit that a little bit, but tonight I want to focus on the real. I don't want to spend a lot of time, brothers and sisters, talking about phony people. Then the show will go off and all. We would be just experts in something we already know. We already know about the phony. That's why people don't believe. I said that's why people don't believe. I said that's why people don't believe because when the news get a hold of phony, they're going to put that on. But when they see real, they don't put that on. So everybody has a Ph.D. in phony people. There was a movie, Leap of Faith, created due to phony people. You know, you know, excuse me. So tonight, brothers and sisters, and I ask all of the co-hosts and callers, if you're going to be participating in the show tonight, let's hit very little to fake the phony. Because we want to spend our time on learning how to tap into the real we want to focus on the real. We want to spark faith tonight. We want to really, we can talk about, let me just say this, we can talk about the phony just for, just for a short period because that's reality. Another reality is the real. We have so little information on that. So tonight, Priscilla Porsche is going to be uh, co-hosting with myself. Brothers and sisters, I'm doing the intro. And so uh, later on, I'll wear the hat of a co-host. So don't 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 mix it up and think I'm doing all the talking. I have to do this, the the intro, setting it all up, and then I'll turn into a co-host as well as the sound guy. Meaning, I'll have interruptions where I say, "Hey, you got a caller." So I'll be working the boards, uh, watching the phone lines, watching the noise, and as well as doing this intro. And then after the intro, here shortly, I'll turn into a co-host. So just know that, brothers and sisters. I've been accused of talking too much, and I'm really offended by that. So I'm just explaining how you do shows and why Brother Seth has to talk so much because I don't have a sound guy and I don't have an intro guy, all right? So I want to just say this, brothers and sisters. We believe in the Most High, Yah of Israel, the one and only true Elohim who created the heavens and the earth by Christ. Or I would say, you know, many of you know him. Some people call him Jesus or Yeshua, but this is prior to him coming to the earth. I believe that he exists in the Old Testament. He is the God of the Old Testament. That's what I believe. I believe the Father Yah of Israel is, as Christ say, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that speak of me. I agree with him. The Old Testament is talking about him. All right, Yah is a whole nother whole nother conversation. He has spoken that of in the Old Testament, but I think pretty much it's talking about Yeshua in his form of glory. So what's coming up on this show tonight? Again, Purcell, Porsche, and I are going to be talking about power, uh, the need for it. And uh, I hope, Purcell, if you're listening, we quickly get into, because people see the need for it. Um, people see the problems in the phone, and that's why I don't want to hit that tonight if we can. People see the need for it. We don't want to stay on that too long. But what they don't hear is how to tap into it. And they like to hear of testimonials of people that actually experience this dunamis or this power or this extra 
uh, 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 power that people possess on this earth. And I'd like to share with y'all tonight some testimonies of mine where I actually tapped into something bigger than myself and got results. So I plan on sharing some some of the uh, things I share. Some things I'll repeat. People have heard on this network, and then I'll share some news stories tonight. I'll promise you one thing, brothers and sisters: there will be no lying when I tell you I've experienced these things. You can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. Okay, uh, we're we're very serious tonight. I'm so glad I thought to say this before I bring on Brother Purcell. Purcell, hopefully he's ready to go. But listen, no lying tonight. No lying tonight. I said no lying tonight. This is going to be true stories of what actually happened in my life, and I'm sure Purcell will do the same. And anybody come on this line, we ask you just no exaggerations. Let's talk about what's real, all right? Play a little something, something we bring it on our uh, my co-host. Clear with what you are doing in the earth, 
that, how we do not need to worry about the enemy and what he is doing. Father, as we wake up and who we are in the flesh, I ask that you help us to uh, articulate transitioning into our new identity in the spirit and why it matters that we walk in the power of the spirit and not in our fleshly identity. Father, help us tonight. We seek you, Father. We seek you, O Yah, Israel, and we come to you in Yeshua's name. We come to you, Father, for answers, for directions, and articulated to our people. Mighty, the mightiness, the mightiness of our Elohim, our Yah, Israel. Father, show yourself strong in this program. We submit ourselves to you, Father. We love you. This is how we fight our battle. You are how we fight our battle. And as our foreparents was victorious over the enemies, even when they was in Babylon and all the places where you driven drove them, Father, we ask you to help us articulate what they went through and how you was able to deliver them and how you able to deliver us. Father, help this show to just be full of hope tonight for the believer, Father. Help us to lift you up high. Help us to lift you up high. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, brothers and sisters, just hope y'all didn't mind me playing that little message there. Let's go back to the phone lines. We'll bring on one and only Purcell Porsche, Erico 513-331, all the way up in Cincinnati. Brother Purcell, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. We bring you greetings from Salt praise Life Kingdom Ministries. We bring you greetings from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We thank you, Seth, for the Five Smoke Stones Network. We thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people tonight. We just thank God for uh, uh, his, 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 his wisdom. We thank God for his power, we thank him for his strength. Uh, Paul said that I come not in eloquent speech, but in the power and demonstration of Jesus Christ. I come not in eloquent speech, but in the power and demonstration of Jesus Christ. I want to read something to you. Um, First thing I want to start out with this this evening is I want to start out with seven things that will hinder our walk or the promises of God. I mean, you know that signs, wonders, and miracles is a promise for the believer. I'm going to say that one more again. Signs, wonders, and miracles are a promise for the believer. Amen, bro. I'm going to leave that right there for just a few minutes. And I'm going to share with you in my study time I found seven things seven things and I'm sure there's more but there's seven things that will hinder your walk with the Lord 
and the promises of God. Amen. One is falling for the false teaching or falling for the lies of false teachers. That's one of the things that will hinder. One. The lack of obedience. That's two. Isaiah 1 and 19 says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It's true. Number three, the lack of fellowship with the Father. (laughs) These are all hindrances. These are all hindrances. We know in the book of Deuteronomy, 28 chapter, it tells us about the blessings and the curses. These are hindrances that God showed me. Falling in love with the world, number three. (laughs) Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is a good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Number four is lack of love for one another. How many know that that actually is number one? Because the Bible said that's the way that they'll know you're my disciple, by the love that you show one to another. You know, the Bible also said that before you go to the Lord in prayer, if you have all with your brother Go and get that right And then come back Why am I talking about that Because I just want to show you the importance Of the love that we show One to another The importance To God The importance to Yah The importance to the Lord the importance to Yahweh. The importance to Yeshua. Uh-huh, I know all the names to y'all. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Religion. Oh, Jesus. Religion. That's what got the Pharisees and the Sadducees in trouble. Religion. I talked to somebody today and she said, I don't believe in religion. I said, I don't either. <laughs> and I said, this guy at work now, they know I'm, they know I'm a pastor. So I said to this woman, I don't believe in religion. You should have seen the look on this woman's face. Y'all get that next week. And number seven. This one is huge. This is part of the uh, importance of the Five Smooth Stones Network. Watch this. Number seven. Last but not least. Not knowing who you are. Say that one more again. Not knowing 
who you are. Listen to this statement. Listen to this statement. Signs, wonders, and miracles should not be a phenomenon to the believer. Absolutely. But a way of life. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more again. Y'all listen, y'all hear me, and hear me this. Signs, wonders, and miracles should not be a phenomenon to the believer, but a way of life. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start. We, hold on, Seth. Do we have uh, other co-hosts? Yes, we do. I guess you and I. We have other co-hosts uh, queued up? Yes. Okay, awesome. Let's allow for our co-host to say hello. Then I want to go back and uh, I want to start at the end. Go back to the beginning. I want to share. But before you do that, let me start with something. I do want you to name those seven things again. That was really good, Priscilla. I mean, I'm trying to write them down. The one am I missing? Okay. Just go let through me, again let quickly. Me, let me quickly. Start over. I started with number one. Number one was falling for the lies of false teachers. These are hindrances. To uh, walk with the Lord and his promises. These are hindrances to uh, walk with the Lord and his promises. One, falling for the lies of false teachers. Two, lack of obedience. Three, the lack of fellowship with the Father. Falling in love with the world. Four, lack of love one for another, another, or one toward another. Number six, I think, religion. Number six is religion. And number seven, last but not least, least, was not knowing who you are. Not knowing who we are. Thank you. Let me share uh, the scripture real quick. And I want to read the scripture in... um, what what's called the the passion translation? Um, I absolutely love this translation. It's called the passion translation. The heading reads: "A warning not to drift from truth. A warning not to drift from truth." This is this is how it reads: Hebrews chapter two. Hebrews chapter 2, it says, this is why it is so crucial that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard, 
so that we do not drift off course. For if the message of the law spoken and confirmed by angels brought a just penalty to every disobedient violation, then how would we expect to escape punishment if we despise the very truth that give us life? The Lord himself was the first to announce these things, and those who heard him firsthand confirmed their accuracy. Then God added his witness to theirs. He validated their ministry with signs, astonishing wonders, all kinds of powerful miracles. And by the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get into tonight uh, some of the functions uh, or some of the benefits for the believer uh, by the Holy Ghost. And by the gift of the Holy Spirit, which he distributed as he desired. I just wanted to share that scripture to confirm um, something that uh, Seth said, and one of the things that I wanted you to hear was it said, then God added his witness to theirs. He validated their ministry with signs, astonishing wonders, all kinds of powerful miracles. Signs Wonders and miracles should not be a phenomenon to the believer. Hey, Priscilla. Yes, sir. I got a quick interjection because we're doing this together, y'all, just so y'all know. Um, And we're going to get into uh, eyewitness accounts of how the Father did in our life. Okay? But let me just say this, Priscilla. To those that say, yes, he did, brother. But that was because of the establishment of the early church. He needed those miracles, brothers and sisters, doing the establishment of the early church, just like you're saying, you're right, because of the doubters. Because of the doubters. So today, in Babylon, with all this technology, in the muscles of this white man, a white supremacy, wouldn't you think... He would need to demonstrate his power today. So you think the miracles are gone because the church was established? Because this is one of the arguments against miracles. Well, he just did that to form the early church. Brothers and sisters, he is the same Yah yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. That's right. That's right. And that is why you heard the statement I made. Because it, based on what Seth is telling you, it's important for us to understand and realize that signs, wonders, and miracles are for the unbeliever. That's right. They are for the unbeliever to encourage them Godward. This is why I said Signs, wonders, and miracles should not be 
a phenomenon to the believer. We should not be awestruck by signs, wonders, and miracles, especially, and I'm jumping the gun just a little bit here, but especially if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. You should not be awestruck by signs, wonders, and miracles if you're a believer because it should be a way of life. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by it should be a way of life? Well, what I mean is you should expect, you should expect God to do signs, wonders, and miracles or to perform signs, wonders, and miracles on your behalf. You should expect that to happen. Why? Because the Bible said, according to your expectation, be it unto you. And if he, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, if that be true, then Ephesians 3 and 20 is also true. That he is a God that can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. Okay. So this attitude only comes from understanding who we are. This type of attitude only comes from understanding who we are and whose we are. We need to understand that Jesus the Christ is our elder brother. Jesus the Christ is the king of kings. Because our elder brother is the king of kings, that makes us an heir. And if we are heirs and joint heirs with him, that gives us the very same authority that he has. The Bible said that the same spirit that quickened Jesus' mortal body is the same spirit that quickened in us. So, this type of thing comes with an attitude. But what I've actually found out as it relates to this whole topic of signs, wonders, and miracles, we have, fall vic- we have fallen victim. Okay, remember I said one of the hindrances was falling in love with this world, with the world, falling in love with the world's way of doing things. And what has happened to uh, us as believers as it relates to this attitude that we should have towards signs, wonders, and miracles, we have fallen victim to what we know to as uh, uh, what they call it um, um, politically correct. We're so concerned about being politically correct that we refuse or choose not to walk in the authority that we've been given 
uh, at the risk of being called arrogant, overconfident, pompous, when in fact, all we're doing is walking in the authority that God has given us from the very beginning. See, so this is an attitude that is necessary amongst the believers. This is the type of attitude that would advance the kingdom of God. Why? Because we will uh, we will operate according as God had originally planned for us to operate. Hey, Purcell. Yes, sir. I just want to inject some scriptures before you go too far. Okay. We have a problem. Because the Bible sounds like it's, it's uh, uh, not contradicting itself, but it sounds like it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. Real quick, interjection. Mark sixteen seventy says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Mm-hmm. In my name shall they cast out devils. Mm-hmm. Speak with new tongues. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One more time. These signs shall follow mm-hmm. them that believe. Mm-hmm. In my name shall they cast out devils. In my name. So if we believe mm-hmm. in not casting out devils and we don't speak in new tongues, is the scripture just not valid? I think what has happened is we're taught against tongues. We're taught against devils. We say we taught things like the tongues is just for God to most have to speak through at the at the at the Pentecost to all the different nations there, but we don't use them today. So if you taught that, taught that, taught that, are you around people that just don't ever speak in tongues, or don't ever talk about tongues, you don't ever hear about tongues, you won't speak in tongues. Same thing with casting out devils. So there's it's not the Bible, folks. It's the teaching. And then you go down to John 14 and 13. Here's the Bible again. Uh, not being true. Or is it? says, and whosoever shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified. So if we ask him stuff in his name, and he ain't doing it, is the Bible not true? Or do we are we really praying in his name? I have learned that when people say pray in his name, they think that just me ending the, 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 the request or the petition to the Father by simply saying, in Jesus' name we pray. They don't know that that's saying, asking his name means going to the Father as though you're Christ. They don't know that's that. Right. And even those of us that's that right. do know that, like myself, and I'm turning right back over to you, even though I know that, if I have sin in my life, and these things that Purcell just named these seven things, I don't go to the Father with faith. It's just me talking to a genie, make-believe. 
That's right. Let me interject right here. And that's why we don't need miracles. I'm telling y'all what I know, because those times when I get sin out of my life, or I don't go, because it's not based on whether or not you, it's really not based on your merits, which means getting sin in your life or not. But sin in your life does hinder you from even going to the Father. But once you get to the Father, you can't go to him based upon whether or not you've sinned or not. But I'll tell you one thing, if you sin, you're not going to even want to go to him. So what happens is we're getting desperate, and we throw these desperate prayers, Father, deliver me. Uh, so I got my life cut off, or I'm in jail, or I'm in this, or I'm in that. Do it in Jesus' name, we pray. They don't really believe. We can't really believe. Because the Bible says, uh, uh, First John, I think, 3, it talks about uh, hearts. Uh, how does it go? I'm trying to get Percy back in here, but uh talking too fast but it's talking about sin condemning us and being bigger than our hearts so uh sin does hinder you going to the father in the first place but once you get to the father you got to know that whatever you get is going to be based on christ you talk to the father as though you go in Christ's name. It's almost like using somebody's credit card. It's the best way I can use it. You're using Purcell's credit card. I'm not Purcell, but once I give him that credit card, all the credentials that Purcell have back in his credit, I get. I, I'm afforded it by using his credit card. That's how we. That's the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, and I'm turning back over Purcell. Some of the biggest miracles I've gotten have been when I was feeling like puke. Like nobody. So I asked the father, based upon, per se, you got a lot of noise. You know, just real quick, I'm turning back on to you. But some of the biggest miracles happen when I know I wasn't worthy because I just, just did something stupid. You didn't and have to turn it over. I, I, I knew I couldn't be based upon my credentials. So anyway, just wanted to say that whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Well, why he don't do it? Because we're not going to him in Christ's name. We're going to him in our name, our merits. Go ahead, brother. I was just gonna. I was just gonna add to what you were saying because that was that was good and that was also spot on. Because and, and the only only thing that I wanted to add was sin coupled with unbelief. Um, because I thought about and I reference this scripture often often because I understand how important it is. It's almost like the prerequisite uh, to anything concerning the Christ or God. And that is Hebrews 11 and 6 that it's impossible to please God without faith. But before you even come to him you must first believe that he is and that he, he is, is a rewarder of them that yeah. diligently seek him. Two things. Say it again. Hebrews 11 and 6. This is the prerequisite. Without faith. Without faith. Did I say that the first time? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And before... You even come to him. You must first believe that he is. That's right. And that there is, huh? that there is a God, that he exists. That he is 
a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is that is paramount. That scripture right there is paramount because it gave you two things, three, actually, three. One, it used the term impossible. Uh-oh. Wow. The scripture said it is impossible. <laughs> impossible, you all know, means it's it not up. possible. It's not going to happen. You are not going to please him safely. And now, okay, now, I before I even think about going to him, before I even think about approaching him, listen to this, before I even think about approaching him, I have to, I have to first believe, I have to first believe that he is. What do you mean that he is? That he is who he say he is. Okay? That he is who he says he is. I need to believe that. I need to believe that he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I need to believe that he's the Prince of Peace and the Rose of Sharon. I need to believe that he is the Savior of the world. I need to believe that he is my battle axe and my shield. I need to believe that he is my strength. In him will I trust. I need to believe that before I even come to him. I got to believe that. Yes. I need to believe the all of him. I need to believe in the full-grown Jesus, period. And then that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay? I need to believe that he can do what he said he can do. Now, if I read my Bible in Isaiah, it said his word will accomplish where to it's been sent. In other words, it'll do what it said it's going to do when it gets to where it needs to get to. I got to believe that. Before all of this other stuff even matters, I got to believe that. But I'm going to tell you what's even, what's even, well, it can't be bigger than that, but it's right up there with that. It's right up there with that in air. Loving your brother. Do you not know that the, 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 the Lord is not even obligated to consider your prayer if you got all with your brother and you haven't, you haven't made an attempt to make amends. All of these things play a big, huge 
role in signs, wonders, and miracles. All these things play a huge role in the, the quote-unquote sin in your life and unbelief Purcell, that you're dealing with. I want to add to I, I'm that. With you, I'm, with you, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, I, got, I want to add with you. you. I want to bring Hear me huh? out. I want to add what you just said. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. You're right about um, sin. That's what shut me down for many years. I didn't. I didn't have all against my brother. I guess I did, but that brother was my wife. And so I've shared on this broadcast. I've been married before, and it was a it was a mistake. But you know, I learned from it, and uh, that's what caused the miracles in my life to stop to the degree that it did. Now I still experience the father's miracles here and there. I'm just not gonna lie. Then it was almost like a daily thing, like almost, okay? Uh, I told y'all earlier, I, last year I, was, I would get phone calls. People would be requesting me to come here and pray and go there and pray. And I was over there, outreach there at Holy Tabernacle in Fort Worth, right off Ramey there. Uh, for, I have to explain what happened there, but actually I got too bold with it. It's what caused Pastor Sample to say, you know what, this is kind of, concerning people because uh, I had mentioned people going to the doctor and get a check out and, and see if the father really did heal him and so he didn't he didn't, wasn't a favor of that that's the only reason I wasn't because miracles wasn't there but anyway Priscilla is right sin in your life when I got married and, the, and I read the scripture that said your prayers are hindered husbands wives when you don't do right by your spouse and, and, and that did that's true that shut me down for many years, and I have to be honest. Marriage is nothing to play with because you have to walk in union with another person. If you have sin and unforgiveness, all that stuff hinder you. Like Paul says, he's right. It's better you not marry. Be like I am because once you marry, you have to be concerned of that of your spouse, and that. Right there, if you ain't got a spouse you're working in true harmony with, it will shut you down. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Marriage is one of those things that teach you to walk in selflessness. Selflessness. Marriage is the number one teacher, selflessness. If you are a selfish individual, you do not need to consider marrying nobody. Nobody. Okay. We don't, we, we're not uh, talking about marriage tonight, but um, I think it's the truth anyhow. Anyway, um, we've, covered, we've covered quite a lot already. Um, what I would like to see happen is I'd like for us to uh, bring the co-hosts in, introduce themselves, and uh, share a little bit. Uh, okay. If we can just kind of go round robin, if you will, and maybe you can weigh in on what you've already heard. Maybe you have something to add. Um, so be it. Uh, what say you? Let's do it. Um, let's go for 
pers- uh, I guess a reasonable amount of time would be what three to five minutes. I would yeah. say three minutes. Three minutes, okay. Three to three minutes to ten now, correct? Or nine. And minutes. the only reason why I said it, Purcell, we're co-hosting y'all tonight. It's not Purcell, it's not host. He's we both doing this together. Uh, the reason why I say yeah. is because there's so much information. Matter of fact, I already know it's going to be a Lots part two. So, so. Purcell, were you speaking there? Mm-hmm. I, was I was just saying what you were saying. It's, it's okay. definitely going to be a part two, so a lot of information oh. to cover. Part Sunday will be part two. There's a whole lot of information, but do we do want to hear from the calls. If y'all have to take more than three minutes, not a big deal, but just try to be somewhere around that ballpark. Again, folks, you've tuned to the Five Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have Priscilla Porsche tonight. We're sharing a show as hosts. Um, we have the co-hosts in the house, uh, Brother Kenwin Casaberry, Brother um, uh, John is in the house, as well as Pastor Alcee Chris. So just want to remind everybody, if you have a question for any of the voices you hear, press 1 on the phone line. Press 1 will bring you on. Don't be intimidated. We don't have it all together. We don't have no way to look down at nobody. We don't have it like that. I've never had it like that. I'm always a student. I'm always your servant. So please know when I share things or Priscilla share things, don't feel like, well, it's just them. Please. Got all kinds of issues in my life, things that I haven't got the victory over. But I tell you one thing. I ain't been losing all my saved life. I done punched them devils right in the mouth. They will not tell me what they told the sons of Siva. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? They know, Brother Seth. Mm-hmm. I'm not boasting on the line. I'm not saying I'm all that, but they know me. So my point is this. I just want to share the victories I have gotten and maybe some of the defeats as well. But tonight we want to focus on what have you overcome? What have you seen the Father do undisputed in your life? No lying, no exaggerating. Tell me some show enough. Punch the devil in the eye. Show me some time the Holy Spirit use you. And it was beyond your comprehension, Seth, okay? Where is the proof? Show me the money. That's what this show is about tonight. Not all the fakes and phonies and how it don't work. That's where everybody got a Ph.D. in. So, again, you tune to the Five Stone Network. If you listen to the show online, you, you want to get in on this, call that phone number right in front of you, 914 205 Five five nine oh. One more time. Call nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh. Let's go to the phone lines, bring on the co host. All right. Uh first we have uh the senior pastor, Alcy Chris of Fort Worth, Texas. Go ahead and say hello to the people, brother. Pastor Alcy Chris, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Okay, we'll come back to Pastor Chris sometime. Folks, lay the phone down and walk away, go use the restroom, whatever. Going to uh, um, back to the phone lines. Um, this is Tyler, Texas, area code 903279. Brother Kenwin, go ahead and say hello to the people. All right. Shalom, shalom, family. Uh, I'm excited for the topic and uh, trying, to get, uh, trying to learn something today. All right. Uh, glad to make it in. Hello, my brother. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. Kenwin, it's good to see you in the house, brother. And uh, 
Let's go back to the phone lines to Brother John Clark, the finance guy, the our guy that, that what's that big word, brother uh, uh brother John, when you talk about end times? It's esoteric what's the what's that big word that means end time events? I can never think of it. Hold on, brother John. I opened the wrong line. Okay. We're going to come back to Brother John. going to come back to Brother John, y'all. He's got that. Whenever that music on his line, that means he's having issues. So go back to Pastor Chris. I, uh, we're going to go back to Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people, brother. Are you back? What's going yeah, on brother. with this? Pastor Chris? Yes, sir. Well, brother, we're trying to reach hey, you. What's going on with your phone? There's nothing wrong with my phone. You should be able to hear me, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, we was calling you early in your line. But go ahead. Hello, say hello to the people. Pastor Alcy Christopher with y'all. Good afternoon, listening audience. Um, they have a good program tonight. I've been listening and paying attention. And I hope that, you know, we can learn something from tonight. Okay, brothers and sisters, well, there you have it. Uh, we'll come back to Brother John. Brother uh, Purcell, I just want to say to you, brother, you are swinging at this, man. You're doing very good. Keep going down that vein. And those seven things you shared was crucial. I, I would recommend, it's just me, brother to brother, I think you should share it at least three more times. Because people want to know, well, why ain't it happening? If the Bible says these things, why ain't it happening? Is the, that's why folks are saying the Bible ain't real. That's why these young folk ain't trying to hear because they saying they they ain't stupid. They read these same verses, they read the same miracles, and that's why a lot of them walk away from the church. They feel like this it ain't real, but they don't know when it says come in His name, pray in His name. They think that means say what you want to say, just think of something, whatever you want, say it, and, and end it with in Jesus' name I pray, and that means pray in His name. They do not know that means walk in the very authority that Christ walked himself when he prayed. You to pray in his name. That means in his credit, his credentials. And once you believe that and see that, there are times when I do that, brothers and sisters, and when I do that, I'm not praying. I do get what I ask. Yeah. If it's not in greed, if now I can't pray for somebody else's wife or something or some stupid, but I'm talking about really truly praying in His name. That's what it means. So it has people. We have to be taught these things, brothers and sisters, what the name means. Let me give you an example. Cause some of y'all, I can I can feel some confusion still. The apostles was preaching and turning back over to my. Other hosts, we're double hosting tonight. The apostles was preaching, and they had already been beat because of what they was doing. Now listen to what the council tell them when he catches them the second time. Did not we tell you not to preach in his name? Go figure that one. How can you preach in his name? You think when they was preaching, they was in the sermon with, in Jesus' name I pray, and that's why they was beating them? No. 
they was preaching about this Christ in his authority. So it's not that they was going around and, and, and he, they would end up the, the, the sermons in Jesus' name, and that's what caused them to get upset. It was talking about Christ, who he was, and, you know, that's in his name, in his stead, as though they were Christ and authority. Let me give you another example. Disciples wasn't, the Bible calls them don't learn men. Christ's disciples were some dumb people, y'all. I'm sorry. They was unlearned men. They wasn't degreed. What? But, yeah, no, no, no. Christ's disciples, listen to this. The Bible says, and they perceived they was unlearned men. His disciples was unlearned men. They weren't stupid, but they was unlearned, meaning not educated. I'm not going to say all of them. I, I remember specifically them saying about some disciples unlearned men, so I can't say all of them were be on the safe side. But I do remember it being said in the scriptures that the disciples that they was in this particular story was they was unlearned men. I know I got that right. I can't say all of them were. But my you point, mean the beginning. In the course, beginning before he taught them of course, them, of, course of course. Of course. Have to be that. They ain't gonna be unlearned men after Christ walked with them. That's what right, I'm talking about. Right, okay. Because they was talk the Bible says when they taught they call with authority, and they say, how does this so when these are unlearned men? Now, these same unlearned men, Christ said, go and cast out devils in my name. They came back hyped, saying, wow, demons are subject to your name. <laughs> yep. You, uh, so I, don't, I don't mean to. They would take with it. One second, Brother King, I'm, I'm going to let you in here. What was funny is that he even had to say, hey, don't be excited that they are subject to your name, subject unto the, my name, but that your name is written. My point is this, brothers and sisters, it's that name. He's given us his name. It's not your name. My wife sometimes gets a little scared because whenever right I do something stupid, and I, I want to pray. She she felt feel uncomfortable. She said, "How do you do that?" I said, "Because it ain't bad my name. It's easier to pray in Christ's name sometimes after I've done something stupid because I know the Father is not going to be doing nothing in my name. It ain't about me. It's His name. The reason we don't supposed to be sinning is because you're not going to want to even go to the Father in the first place." But I've gotten to a place, even after I sin, I'm running to the Father. Oh, I'm coming. With mud on me, dirt on me, whatever. It's, it's his name. It's his name, y'all. It's like a credit card. He has given us his name. The demons are subject to us because of the name we use. Right. It ain't based on what I can do nothing. Go ahead, Brother King West. I, I just uh, I, I was listening to your overall message. I, I'm trying to see where you're going, uh, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I just got that bad, but I just want to let you know that when you tie unlearn into the they're casting out demons, you know what I'm saying? That kind of shows that they're learned at that point uh, to be able to cast out a demon. So that's a process from them being as young as young boys in the beginning. 
versus uh, the whole walk with Christ and what they have learned from Christ to be able to well, cast let me, out the demon. Let me give you an example of unlearn. I won this girl to Christ. I remember one year I won 70 people. And I'm just trying to share with y'all how Brother Seth used to roll in his more, uh, and I'm ashamed to say that I can't top, I haven't topped my earlier years, and a lot of saints can say that. I'm not too embarrassed, but it shouldn't be that way. I should be still doing the same. But that, that was well, hold, on, Seth, hold on, Seth. Hold on, Seth. Hold on, Seth. I want to, I want to interject this right quick. It don't have nothing to do with learn or unlearn. That's what you're to say. The Bible said, the Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe. I just need you to believe it. I just need you to believe that I can do what I said I can do. And I just need you to believe that I'm in you and you in me. I just need you to believe that. First of all, I've got a story. I, I'm, I have a lot of testimonies, y'all, and that's why we're going to do a part two. Next time, it's, I'm going to, well, anyway. Per se, I have a Tell story. your testimony, but quickly, though. Tell your testimony. I want to this is actually not me. This is somebody I want to the father. But the king was talking about babies. Well, this was a baby for real. This person had wasn't even saved good four months. I won her to the Lord. And never forget her name, Doris. And she was on fire. She just believed. She just totally, when we come to the Father, we oftentimes give him everything. And that's what she did. Well, a guy, she's being accosted by a guy in her, her home, her place of residence. And this guy would not leave her alone. He was all over her. And I think he's trying to rape her or something. I forget exactly. I just know he was coming to do her no harm. And I remember her saying, she said, Seth, I don't know how to pray, you know, like you do. And she was just saying, all I could say was, Father, show this man your power. Because I think he used to like her. He, she, she, she told him, I'm changed. I'm, I, I'm living for God now. And then she would scream, God, show this man your power. Now, this is what she said. She had a chandelier in her living room, and they was in there tussling. And it just fell, just it shattered. Just came from the ceiling down and just shattered. Now, you got to know who Doris is. This, she couldn't have been lying. Well, you wasn't there. Okay, I just want. To, I just happen to think of that. It's a bunch of testimonies of people that I've heard of others, but I'm going to share things of more that happened to myself. But I believe her. I believe her because of her her walk and how serious she was with the Father. I don't think she would have lied, but a lot of people can can testify of, of things like the grip with her. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I wanted to make that make that crystal though. There is, uh, you don't have to know nothing. You don't have to know nothing. You just have to believe. Uh, you have to believe that he is, and you have to. This we haven't touched on this, um, 
but you also have to belong to him. You also need to belong to him. In order for you to operate in his name, you have to belong to him. Okay? So uh, that doesn't require any explaining. Okay? But I want to share a quick testimony myself. This happened to me personally. Um, Interestingly enough, um, I think it was, what was it, uh, Tuesday night when we were talking about uh, guns, okay? Um, So, ironically, my testimony is concerning the gun. Um, And for me, what happened was, and I'm going to make it brief, uh, but what happened was I... I used to do hair, okay? So I was a hairstylist for well over 10 years. And uh, what I would do is I, I carried a pistol. You know, I kept a pistol at the shop, and I carried a pistol everywhere I went. So this particular day, I was running late for work, and I got pulled over by the police. Well, when the police pulled me over, um, I actually tried to ditch him is what I did. So what I did was went to a gas station. I pulled into a gas station thinking that, you know, they would leave me alone. But this dude pulled in the gas station with me. So I got out of my car as if I was going into Speedway to purchase something, not realizing that because I was running late, I left my wallet and everything. So I didn't have no money with me. But I started walking towards the store. So I... So when I was walking toward the store, he pulls up. He says, hey, man, can I talk to you for a minute? And I, back then, I really didn't too much care for the police at all, for real. Um, I said, I said, for what, man? Uh, you know, for what? You know, I just want to talk to you for a minute. Can I talk to you for a minute? So long story short, I went over there, and he made up some type of cockamamie story, um, where he was able to detain me. So he put me in the police car. He said, you're not under arrest. You know, I'm just detaining, you know, for my safety and yours, yada, yada, yada. By this time, two or three other police officers had pulled up, right? So one of them walked over to my vehicle. Now my, my window was down, and my car was... A pretty sporty little car. It was pretty sporty. I had it tricked out, you know, all of that. So I knew that was the reason why I was really being profiled, okay? So when the officer went to my car and looked into the window, he saw my pistol because I had it in a bag sitting right down in the driver's seat. Now, this was a time, y'all, this don't sound like a big deal, but this was the time back in the day when carrying a concealed weapon uh, carried um, uh, prison time. I know here in the state of Ohio, uh, if you got, got caught carrying a concealed weapon, it was a mandatory three years penitentiary. Mandatory. Three years in the penitentiary. This is what I was facing. So, again, I saw my Now, pay, pay very close attention to my story because you'll see the hand of God in it. So, like I said, when he looked in my, in my window, he saw 
my pistol and my ba- in my bag. There was a little bag with my pistol, and I had a little nickel-plated 25 automatic with a pearl handle. Pretty little gun, right? So he saw it. And then I had bullets in the bag with them, okay? So, and a couple of clips. So, um, so technically, I was guilty. Let me, let me make that statement. I was guilty, okay? So, um, anyway, now I'm under arrest. So I go under arrest. I go to, go to the Pinterest. I, I'm a fast forward. I fast forward to uh, the court. I had to go to court. Now, prior to me going to court, this is what I said, y'all. This is what I said, and many of you have had the same testimony. Listen to what I said. I said, Lord, <laughs> now mind you, mind you, I was vacillating at this point, back and forth, on the fence, off the fence, on the fence, off the fence. So I said, Lord, if you get me out of this one, I'll serve you. Now I'm going to fast forward again. We're at, we're at the trial. We're at the trial, and the officer is up on the stand. The officer is up on the stand giving his uh, account of what happened that day. Well, he wasn't being entirely truthful. So while I'm sitting there, I'm telling my attorney, I'm nudging my attorney with an attitude saying, Mr. Arkenberg, he's lying, man. Mr. Arkenberg, he's lying, man. That's what I'm saying to my attorney. My attorney looked at me, and if I didn't know any better, I would, I would believe today that it was the Lord sitting next to me. And he, he gestured to me. He gestured to me in such a way. This is what it said. This is what his gesture said to me now that I understand today. His gesture said, peace, be still. That's what his gesture said to me now that I look back on this thing, okay? So now I'm mad. I'm mad now because he, it's, I feel like he just blew me off. And I'm telling him this dude lying on me, right? So when he hit me with the peace be still, um, we listened some more to the officer's testimony. Now, this is what the officer said. The officer said, when I opened the bag, now, if you all was paying attention to what I said, I said, when they looked in my window, my bag was right there in the driver's seat on the floorboard, wide open, and they could see my pistol in my little bag and my bullets and everything. But this officer said on the stand, he said, when I opened the bag, well, I later found out that an officer is not allowed to open a closed container in your vehicle without your permission. I'm going to say it one more again. I later found out that an officer is not allowed legally to go in a closed compartment or container in your possession without your permission. Y'all, listen to me. 
Listen to me, and listen to me good. It was the divine intervention of the Holy Ghost on my behalf. Because this man, a trained Mark officer, who's probably been on the stand numerous times, made a simple mistake by saying, when I opened the bag, when it came time for sentencing, y'all, this is what this is this is what the uh, the judge said to me. He said, "Well, the defendant, please rise." Now, I want y'all to know that I was clean as a chitlin on New Year's Day, but scared as a jackrabbit because <laughs> I knew that I couldn't go to the penitentiary. I knew this. Okay? I wasn't. I knew I wasn't built for the penitentiary. Per se. Okay. So when I stood up, clean as I was, that judge said to me, "He said, Nale prosecute." He read my sentence in Latin. Of course, I had no idea what that meant. And I looked over at my attorney. And this is what my attorney said to me. This is how he talked. This is how Mr. Arkenberg talked. Mr. Arkenberg said, Curse him. You're free to go. Man, when I tell you, I have honored my word. I told the Lord, if you get me out of this one, I'll serve you. That officer said, when I opened the bag, And the bag was already open. See, I know that ain't exciting for y'all because y'all, y'all, uh, 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 freedom wasn't on the line. <laughs> but I want you to know. That's a good testimony, bro. That that right there was divine intervention. Yes. Because again, I said this officer, which I know has been in a courtroom several times before. And they know the drill. You know, he's probably coaching and all that stuff. You know what he was supposed to say? The plan of the enemy, y'all, was for me to go to the penitentiary. That was the plan of the enemy. But the Bible said that he always causes us to triumph. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Ain't nobody going to say nothing back to me. But the Bible said he always Causes us to triumph. In their defense, per se, they are muted. Just so you know, everybody muted because of the line, noise on the line. I'm sure you I'm did it to myself. <laughs> I'm just preaching. Got to it from me, though, brother. Amen, brother. You got it from me. But I just, I just get tired of addressing the noise, so I have to mute everybody until we ask them to come on. But per se, that was, so that's my that was powerful. I've heard you say it before. Uh, but every time you tell that yeah. story, I, I just I do see the father in that man. Yeah, that's one of the first times I really ever experienced it because, again, at that moment, here's, here's one of them these signs to yeah, follow them. Yeah, that sale, just 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 FYI, because yeah. you're not logged into. Uh, I'm not able to communicate you other, other than through text. But John is holding. He did have a comment earlier when we heard that noise. His line. He said his line was clear, but everybody heard that noise. But he's okay. saying. You don't understand how. So 
Okay, I'm brother finished. John. I'm finished with my little yeah. story. Well, that was powerful, brother, and I'm sure everybody will say that. But again, everybody's lines is muted. If I, I okay, let's try it again, y'all. Please, when you're not commenting, mute me, okay? Because it, it kind of kills the show, and we can't have y'all commenting per se, saying, "Brother, that's you know, Amen." Here, and we need that back and forth. But I need y'all's lines quiet though until you're ready to speak, brother John. Welcome to the show, brother. Say hello yes. to the people in the comments on anything you've heard. What's up, people? What's up, host, co-host, all the other contributors? Uh, um, this will be this will be the only statement that I make for the night because I'm just not at liberty to, to just talk freely. However, this may seem irrelevant because we gone so far from when I first put my hand up, but the disciples, I believe that was Peter and John, they were unlearned men. They were not students of the scriptures like Paul was. Paul studied under Gamaliel. Gamaliel. They were unlearned men, but as Purcell stated, it doesn't make a difference whether you learned or unlearned. It's whether you believe or not. Um, and there's a lot more for me that needs to be said, but considering that this is the show of, hey, all of the things that were done, which I could name my own, but I'll leave that be, uh, as opposed to the falsehoods perpetrated under the same guise of the Spirit of God. I'll leave that to the next show. But I just wanted to state that yeah, those were unlearned men. They were not students of the scriptures. Uh, they just happened to fit with the uh, the Messiah, and that's what gave them their boldness and their power. Uh, I'll continue to listen. Thank you. Yes, yes. Hey, John. I would actually, I would actually like to hear further. Uh, what you were going to say. Um, I think you said you had, I don't know if you were saying you had a testimony of your own um, or what exactly you were saying, but I, I would actually personally like to hear that. Um, because what, the reason being uh, is because I think that I think that um, it will encourage the faith of others. I think it will it would encourage the faith of others. If you were if you were sharing a testimony, a personal testimony, well, or even, uh, I'll, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. It, it, I, I, I'm. What I would like to do is I do have a testimony, but and and it's it's it's. The backdrop of it, for me, is what is real and what is not. Um, and so I don't want to do the what is not part um, because this is not the show for that, as Seth has uh, stated. And so I'll wait until we get to the next show because um, it, it. I would like for people to have their faith soaked 
but not to get into the side of that because there are people who I'm inclined to meet, they actually have deceived themselves into thinking that this is God or this is God or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and I think that it's important for people to know what it is and what it is not and not to feel as though that it's a, a need to create a false sense of the miraculous, a false sense of healing, a false sense of speaking in tongues or praying in tongues because they're not the same thing, and a false sense of these various gifts, uh, I think it's important that people be true with themselves. And so when I get into the particulars of that, I don't want that to, be, to throw off tonight's show. And so I'll hold my tongue as it pertains to what I know for certain was God, uh, because, again, I want to juxtapose that against what was not. Thank you. Okay. And, and, and brother, if I may, Purcell, real quick, real quick. I appreciate that, Brother John. I appreciate that. I appreciate you going with the uh, outline here. The reason why, and I'll make this really quick, because some of y'all saying, no, let that brother go. No, let no, he need. I know, I again, this is a good host. We'll think about that. I just want to say this. There are people that are calling miracles that are not miracles. True. There are people that's saying tongues and they sitting up trying to get a parking space and they go, oh, hush, okay, right. But y'all don't see that. Yeah. That's why there is no miracles because people trivialize it. Y'all don't see fake phony. That's why we can't get the people to believe because they know all these stories about their aunt that went off in tongues and they know people saying stuff like, ooh, child God him, and they know they're taking medicine. they already seen that. they already seen people calling it the devil mm-hmm. when it really wasn't the devil. They just didn't like uh, rap music and they called it the devil. And so the young people see us saying, that's devil music. And then they don't like the saints because we're calling everything the devil. They already know that. They already see how we say stuff is angels, and they already seen that. But what they haven't mm-hmm. seen is when we say miracles and it's real. Mm-hmm. When we say devils and it's really demons, them stories I was sharing. When it's spiritual warfare and it's real, they don't. They know very little of that, and that's why the church is so impotent. And so you got all these saints on the same boat. My brother just said to the other day, turn over to Purcell. He said, I was talking to this guy, and he said, you believe in all that? My brother said, this guy told him, you believe in uh, uh, three, uh, three uh, uh, Hebrew boys through in the line then? I mean, through in the uh, fiery furnace? My brother said, yeah. He said, you know. Now, he was a preacher. This was a preacher talking to him, a pastor. He said, well, that's mythology. That was uh, typology. That's how he can get you out of stuff, but they didn't really were through in a, 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 a furnace. No, brother, don't believe that. You Joan in the well. No, that didn't really happen. Okay, who taught him? So we've got to see a people that's wow. got millions of reasons why not to believe, and that's why on this show we're trying to talk about the real. I appreciate that, Brother John. Go ahead, Brother Purcell. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, uh... One of the handles. Okay, I want. Oh, that uh, I, yeah, I, I kind of had something I want to throw in the mix, y'all. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the, the dealing with the spirit, spiritual realm and things like that. Um, 
um, to me is like when you take in Christ and you're trying, I'm, I, I'm speaking for myself, and uh, trying to keep these laws or whatever and trying to get that antenna uh, set up inside of you, uh, immediately I felt this rush of uh, uh, spiritual, spiritual attacks. Um, things that back when I had no knowledge of Scripture, I used to carry on my day easy uh, with these spirits all around me. Uh, I didn't know they were there, right? Um, you know what I mean? And it was like so elementary, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like I literally started all the way over. And when I started all the way over, I had to literally, I seen these spirits, not seen them, but I feel them, the presence, uh, wicked, evil spirits. Uh, I felt the presence, and it scared me, uh, scared me quite a bit where I had to wonder if I'm, whoa, is this the right thing? Uh, I need, probably need to go back to church or something, you know, because I didn't, I didn't feel this prior to, mm. to trying to get that into it. So, so he can't say that, can I, I'm saying that now that I've just, I'm noticing, like my eyes are opening and I can really see these fears uh, coming for me. And so uh, the script saying something to the effect that once you clean your house, you know, them demons, man, they'll come in there, uh, they'll look around and see that everything's clean, and they'll leave. You know what I'm saying? They'll flee from you. But they they subject to come back the more they're your homies, I guess you could say, <laughs> the friends. And then they'll come back and they're trying to be twice as rough on you, right? Mm. It's like increasing, like they need they need help to get you, Right. So they go and get all these old, unclean spirits, and they come right back to check to see if your house is still clean, right? And then they let, let some dirt or something be in that house, jacked up. Oh, they going to dwell right there and there, and you're going to have to deal with that, right, so you can get them cast back out. But the whole message about it, because, see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be real quick, that when during crisis, uh, like I said, it was unlearned and then they learned, uh, Peter, Christ turned to Peter and says, get back, Satan, right? Peter was looking around like, what the, you know, what was going on? Why Christ calling him Satan? You know, telling him that Satan needs to get, like Satan was talking through Peter. Mm-hmm. Christ was also giving Peter a lesson that Satan and how he moves, he goes from one person to another person. These demons are invisible. You can't see them, Right? And so uh, there's a whole bunch of lessons that those guys went through and learned from Christ. And that's the reason why I was talking about learn and unlearn, because we have all the faith in the world, but, I mean, you you don't know what you're doing. You've got to have some knowledge of what this is all about and how they move, right? Uh, So that's all I wanted to mention that, and I just want to talk about the spiritual attacks that we go through. And uh, uh, and how to you know guard ourselves from them, spot them uh, before they even come around. You know, problems that just pop up out of nowhere. These these they coming for you. You are light, and that light is something that they don't want to shine, right? So yeah, yeah, that's the that's the feeling that you get. You you carrying that cross or whatever. So 
uh, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it right there and uh, just kind of put that you know put that down right there, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself back on mute. Uh, thank y'all. Yeah. Uh, Purcell, if I may, I want to comment really quick on what he just said about those spirits when they leave, when they're evicted and they come back. And it's gonna take real quick, real, really quick. I want to say if that's okay. Um, brother, when the spirits are evicted, and I appreciate you bringing up Brother Kenwin, it's so traumatic. They have formed this person. They have been with this person. They have tricked this person into lying. And so they have built their home around certain deception that this person has bought into. So then when these spirits have to go, it's so traumatic for them. That's why they go get other spirits, so they won't experience that again. So when they come back, and it's not that they see that it's clean. They can't see. They don't have eyes. But when they perceive this person is clean and they come back, that's why they bring these other spirits. And that's what Christ taught. Come out. Brother Purcell. Purcell. Hold on, okay, I have myself yeah. muted. I apologize. Okay, so I wanted to also uh, weigh in on something that he said. Uh, I wanted to address this uh, thing with Peter when he rebuked Peter, um, and I want to hear what that was about. So it said, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, and be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, uh, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So what he what he was doing was rebuking Peter because Peter was talking out the side of his neck, like he used to say back in the day in the street. So you talk you talking out the side of your neck. You need to, he was basically saying to him, You need to be quiet. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna be talking in faith, then you need to be quiet. Because what you talked in is foolishness. So he basically just shut him down, which which Jesus was was notorious for that. He would tell he would go in a room to be uh, healing over somebody, but prior to that, he would say, "If you don't believe, you need to get out. If you don't believe, you need to leave the room. I'll wait." I can see him. I'll wait. Thank you. Then he'll go on and do do what he do. So, again, it is impossible to please God. It's not going to happen without faith. Okay? Anything that's not done in faith, according to Scripture, is sin anyway. So Jesus was basically just stopping sin at the door. 
um, which, which, which for real is the same thing we should do. If somebody come around you that we like to call it speaking negative, but then you ought to, you ought to shut that down. You ought to shut that down because what that does is it attacks your faith or it comes against your faith or it bucks against your faith or challenges your faith. That's why when you need, when you got a circle of what, what you call friends, your friends ought to be like-minded with you. I think Seth alluded to this um, in his introduction. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's important, man. That's important. You need to shut, shut that sin down at the door. Set it down at the door. That's what Jesus is doing. So, can um, I yeah. add to that? That was powerful. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> Purcell, this is emergency room stuff you're talking about, man. This is so serious. I cannot, I hope y'all heard what he just said. I almost wanted to repeat it. Listen, people are have a degree in doubt. That's why they want to talk about the fake and phonies tonight. They already don't believe, man. I remember I was in a hospital with my aunt. She was dying. And uh, the family got into a, not a big, wasn't an argument or nothing like that because we didn't, we didn't do that. We wasn't, don't go do that. But, my family was raised different. We ain't better than nobody. We just raised Pentecostal. And until, if y'all, if I'm up in a hospital and somebody think I'm going to die, don't, don't invite them up there. I, I, you come to the funeral. Don't come to the hospital. Because I'm fighting for my life. I need people that say he'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord and speak over me. I want to hear when I'm in that coma or whatever you saying that. But if you come in there and see all them tubes in me, you're going to have faith that I'm going to die. That's called fear. Those tubes and the way the doctor going to be looking at nurses, they are going to be saying he's going to die. It'd be best you not see me in that situation. Stay at home. Were you hoping through there? He might get better. I don't, but if you see all of that, Bro, you're going to have to have somebody that believe the most high. So we was in the emergency room, and I had cousins in there, and this is exactly what the conversation was. When we came and tried to get our cousins to say, let's believe God, our aunt is going to live. And family, if you're listening, I don't mean no harm. But the rest of the family was saying, no, we need to, this one cousin looked at me and said, no, we need to get faith and prepare ourselves for her leaving. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who do you think won that battle? Who do you think won the battle? Where do you think most people belief was at? That's exactly what happened. What you you thinking, that's exactly what's happened. So what I'm trying to say is that, again, I'm not trying to come off as holy now because I've suffered death, sickness, all types of things. I've seen defeats. I've seen... 
Well, we tried to have faith, and it didn't come through. It didn't happen. Again, sin in our life, not feeling good enough. We get it all day long. You ain't good enough. God mad at you, da 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 so we already know we have a degree, a Ph.D., and God don't want to hear you. you going to die. We can't help it. The white man got all this. We can't do nothing. we just niggas. We don't been here it all our life. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I had a girlfriend. Her daughter was playing with an imaginary friend. Some of y'all know this story. I'm going to tell it for those that don't. And I didn't like how she was talking about this imaginary friend. It just didn't seem right. They were running around the house playing. They was calling this friend by her name. I ain't never seen no imaginary friend like that. I heard about people. I had probably imaginary friend or something. I don't know, but I don't remember running around the house laughing and playing with them. So I told my girlfriend, I don't like how your daughters is playing with this imaginary friend. And they, she didn't want the daughters to hear me, so she said, Seth, let's go walking. She said, haven't you had imaginary friend? I said, yes, I have, Deborah. Oops, shouldn't have said that. Anyway, it's the past, y'all. Come on. Give me a break. But I said, uh, I don't like it. She said, well, we kept going back and forth. She said, well, they just kids. I said, I know they kids, but I'm telling you the way. And I said, the, the, the thing named, the, the, the imaginary friend name was Satima. Satima. Well, they had a cousin named Sabrina. Sabrina is the one that came over there and talked about this imaginary friend named Satima. So don't that seem innocent? Sabrina talks about a new imaginary friend named Satima, and then they start playing with her imaginary friend named Satima. I told her I don't like it. It don't sound right. It's just it's I, it's it's spiritual, y'all. I couldn't explain it. So when we got home. She said, "Okay, I'll tell him, Seth. No more Satima." This is exactly what happened when we knocked on the door. When we went to open the door, the girls ran to the door and say, "Mama." Mama, Mama, Satima says she's going to be leaving. Satima says she's going to Now, you can say what you want to say, because I know we always got doubters. You can say what you want to say. That spirit knew that it would had to go because the Father revealed the spirit to me by what they call, when the Holy Spirit comes over you, it's called a discerning of spirits. I go into this girl house. And that discerning of spirit come up on me. I don't know if I just got through praying. I don't remember what, what was the situation that caused it to come up in me. Well, when we got, the mother said, when the girl said that Mama Satima got to go, the girl said, the mother said, y'all come in the living room. Come in the living room. She was real nervous. Come in the living room. Y'all, let's pray. Hold hands. Let's pray. Seth, please pray. Pray, pray. She was all nervous. She was scary. Because she knew. How did that? How did how did how did that how did that thing know to do that? How did the kids know to say that? They could have been running out of the house playing. Why are you gonna meet your mom to do it? Say Satima gotta go. Satima say she gotta go. So I grabbed the hand of the girl who was talking about this Satima thing. Was who was, was holding the circle? Watch this. So I, this is what I pray. Some of y'all say, well, "What do you pray?" Well, what do you pray? This is what I pray. Something along the lines of, Father, I just thank you for your power. I thank you for your word. And I command this foul spirit to leave this house right now, leave these children, leave this home, and never to come back. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Well, no Yeshua back then. Jesus. And the girl was pulling her hand out. Why would a little eight-year-old, nine-year-old, whatever she was, pull her hand from an adult man? I wasn't squeezing it. 
Purcell, go back to you, bro. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> man, I just want to say, man, this stuff, I don't want to characterize it as stuff, but uh, just for the sake of our listeners, and this stuff is real, man. This stuff is real. You know? And uh, this, this stuff is not to be played with. It's not to be played with. It's a real devil. It's a real devil out here. But this is what I like. This is what I like. I happen to be uh, in the Word, and I was in uh, Psalm 91. And I believe it's Psalm 91 and 13. I think that's the scripture. But it says, if that's not the scripture, somewhere around in there. But this is what it says. It says, he gives his angels charge over us in every area of our life. He gives his angels charge over us in every area of our life. There is not there is not one time of the day that you, my brother and my sister, are not covered. The Bible says he gives his angels charge over you. Do you not know that you have angels who are assigned to you on a daily basis to deter hurt, harm, and danger from you, seen and unseen? Let's say that again. You have angels who are assigned to your well-being on an everyday basis. Angels. That's why the Bible tells us to be careful because we might be entertaining angels unaware. I had a situation several years ago. Yeah, which is part of that learning. Huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to learn that. You got to learn that the watches are there. You got to learn what's all around you. I I just wanted to throw that in. You do. You do to some. You do to some degree, but really, it comes down to. Trusting. If you if you have accepted Christ as your personal savior, it comes down to trusting. Why? Because Proverbs three and five tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct our path. So we have to we have to more so than than know that we have to just trust Him. Oh, yeah. We have to trust him in every situation. We have to trust him in every situation, which which is, is a maturity thing. Now, that right there is a learned behavior. But you learn to trust him based on uh, the victories that you won. Because let's look at David. Look at David. When David went before Saul, he said, when Saul was like, 
Well, you're just a boy. You can't uh, actually. Uh, no, nah, I, I, I wouldn't feel right that you go out there and fight against this man who's been a soldier all of his life. They would say, hold up, hold up, bro, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He said, when I was out tending my daddy's sheep, he said, a bear tried to come and take one of my sheep. He said, you know what I did? He said, I destroyed him with my bare hands. He said, and you know what? Not only a bear came, but a lion came. And I destroyed him with my bare hands. See, what he didn't understand is that God has showed him that he was with him in every situation. So surely, surely he would be with him when he went up against Goliath. He had so much faith at that point to where he said, he said, I'm going to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. He said, and then when I kill him, I'm going to cut his head off and show it to everybody. But that faith and that trust came from the victory that God had already brought him through. That's why he said, that's why the scripture said, he said, and this uncircumcised uncircumcised Philistine will be as one of them. See, so basically he was saying, it ain't going to be no different than when I had to deal with that bear when I go out here and deal with this uncircumcised Philistine. It ain't going to be no different. It's going to be the same result because I'm bringing the same God with me. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, man. Don't get me all worked up on this, man. Don't get me all worked up on this. But that's what, ha- that's what happens, man. That's what happens. We begin to, when God show himself strong and mighty on our behalf, we begin to flex our muscles. We begin to flex. We start looking like the Incredible Hulk. I had this Incredible Hulk tattooed on my arm with a Bible in his hand because I said, I want my spirit man to look like this. To the believer and the unbeliever alike. I want my spirit man to look like this incredible hawk that's on my right arm with this Bible in his hand. And the caption on my on my tattoo says the incredible word. The incredible word. See, I read somewhere over in the book of uh, Hebrews. Yourself, if I may, I before, you that, before you open believe- that real quick, uh-huh. uh, those of you that's listening to the show online, you know what happens okay. at 10 o'clock. Well, maybe you don't know. Mm-hmm. This show for you is going to cut off if you're listening online. Those of you on the phone lines, you won't be interrupted. Just stay where you're at because you can't call back after 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, 11 uh, Eastern. Uh, again, don't hang up if you're on the phone lines. If you have a question, press 1 now. It'll be a good time to come in. We're going to roll over a little bit today. It's a big show, big show, two different people talking. Uh, so we'll roll over a little bit. Those of you on the phone line, call that number, 
205-5590. Go right here, Priscilla. And I got something to say, and we probably should take, well, we're going to have to skip a break tonight. But I do have a, a couple more testimonies I'd like to get in whenever you want to. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, back to Hebrews. Hebrews. I read over in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, I believe it is, and the second verse. This is what it said. It said, the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. The word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. See, there we go. We're right back to that faith thing again. See, the faith, this faith thing is the secret ingredient. But guess what? It's not a secret to the believer. not a secret. It's a secret. It's not even a secret to the enemy. Because the enemy knows if he can if he can somehow uh shake your faith. See the thing about it is this is something else we got we gotta keep in mind. This is for uh the the, the listeners. You gotta keep this in mind. Satan and Yah are not equal. They're not equal. Satan is subject to Yah. So everything that Satan does, he has to have permission from Yah. First. He has to. He has to. He doesn't, he doesn't have, that's why he's so mad. That's why he can't stand you. But he don't even have the authority that we have. He don't have the authority that we were given. He can't even enter into the earth realm without a body. <laughs> he got to have permission to do everything that he does. So... So the, the Hold on, for a quick interjection, quick interjection. He's right. That was profound. You just said, John, what you just said? You probably should repeat that, Purcell, uh, Brother Purcell. He cannot, cannot operate in this realm without a body, really, spirit, including the Holy Spirit. Right. That's, That's why right. there's deception to keep you to where you will refuse the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to have people talking about how it don't work. Doubt, so you continue to doubt. Now y'all see why brother Seth and show one trying to be controlling, but do you see why I say I don't want to hear about how it don't work, the phonies and all that? Because that's why we can't accept the real because we got a PhD in that. So yeah. we need the truth about our power. We need to know the truth, yeah. but because these spirits, including the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is limited. Some of y'all have the Holy Spirit in you, but you won't speak in tongues because you've been taught about it all your life. So it's hard for you to yeah. accept tongues. You don't even want to hear us talk about it. You don't. You say go on something else. That's because you weren't taught. The, 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 the person, you heard Brother Kim was talking about an antenna. Well, when does that? If the Holy Spirit can take over my body and give me to perceive an evil spirit, how come the Holy Spirit can't take over my body and just speak through my t- mouth? Because the Bible says it prays for things we don't know how to pray. So when you pray, you're using your brain, your knowledge, your passion, all that. 
But when the Holy Spirit takes over, it's praying for something around you. Probably you don't even know. Probably you may be in danger. That's why sometimes me and my wife don't know what's going on. We'll just say, let's pray in tongues. Now you say, well, how do you do that? You know, it's in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. We're supposed to be so close to him, we can just switch to go in tongues. But see, just like right now, I know some of y'all feel like, well, here we go, tongue. Uh Keep on thinking that way for you. Ignore me then. But I'm just saying, when you when you really commit to, that's all they did in the upper room. They just kept praying, kept praying, kept praying, kept praying to where they got them. When you get out of yourself, you will speak in tongues. I, I, I kid you not. I kid you not. This is nothing to play with right now. If you really submit to the Father, like Brother Ken was saying, fasting, if you really fast and start praying and seeking the Father and say, Father, whatever you have, and you just stay in that mode, you will speak. If the Holy Spirit takes over you, I'm not saying I don't like the word possession because that sounds forced, but when you willingly give over yourself to the Holy Spirit, it's going to use you whatever way it wants. It, it may discern a spirit around you. It may be a gift of miracle. It may be a gift of tongue. It may not just be tongues. I'm just saying if it needs to pray, it needs a body. This our earth. This is not God's earth, the authority I'm talking about. The earth is Lord and full thereof, but the authority belongs to man. The Holy Spirit himself has to work with our will. If That's the world right. would be at peace, the world would be at peace if God can just do what he want to do. We're, this is our, we're in authority. The authority is ours. It ain't like we're more powerful than the Most High. He gave it to us. He's saying, listen, wow. I have it. Now I'm going to give it to you. If we don't That's use right. it, the world is going to collapse. If we use it, the world, you know what I'm saying? Watch this, and I'm turning back on the person Why did the Father say, pray that the Lord Jesus Christ come? Pray that he comes. Why do we have to pray that Christ come? Why don't he just come? Really read your Bible. Nothing happened in the earth unless mankind wills it. You say, well, no, God doing all kinds of stuff. That's because people are interceding. What about those people that's praying in the Spirit? So God is doing things in the earth based upon the will of man. Anyway, Priscilla, go ahead. Right. That's right. Because the Bible said whatsoever, look at the order. Look at the order right here. Whatsoever you bind on earth, whatsoever you bind on earth, then I'll bind in heaven. There you go. That's right. Whatsoever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, why did Christ just come? Why did Christ just show up 30 years old? Why he why he got to go through all that Barry's baby, go through the... Why? <laughs> go ahead, person. <laughs> why don't he just... Man, no, this, no, is... this is so good. Just excuse me for... Again, y'all, this is both of us, so it's not like... Really quickly, again, we're rolling over, y'all, but... I don't know if... Priscilla, I was in my 40s before I understood this. God does not, is not in charge on the earth. He is not. He wants to be. He says it. I want to be. Let me in. I stand at the door and knock. I want to be in your affairs. I want to be in your home. I want to be in your body. I want to be in your finances. But we have to allow him. 
I mean, think about it. If he was in charge, why would there be killing, murder, all the babies dying? I got a coworker. He's really, really upset. He used to work at a child, a children's hospital. He saw so many babies dying, and it made him question God. I don't blame him. If there is a God, why can't he? But those babies is under the authority of their parents and of this world system. Why did he do that? And listen, listen, folks. Somebody said, "What?" Because this this guy, I had to talk this dude off a ledge. He was mad at God, like, man, I just they babies, Seth. They don't have nothing to do with nothing. And I'm saying, you're right. My brother's daughter got killed by a motorcycle. He, I say, Mars, listen. I want you to listen to me very careful. I've been praying about your daughter getting killed by the motorcycle. I'm gonna tell you something, man. The Bible says the authority in earth is ours. You said the guy that hit her on the motorcycle was drunk, right? You said that your mother, her mother, your girlfriend was up on the porch. We have to pray over our kids. Demons are real. Spirit of murder is real. You have yeah. to. You're not living for the father, and neither is your daughter, neither is your wife, your girlfriend. Y'all not praying, people. Yeah, I'm not trying to say if you pray and everything nothing gonna happen, but I am saying this: the Bible cannot lie. If you wake up in the morning, Father, I pray. I place my people in your hand. I place my children in your hand, and you pray in faith, believing. What the scripture gonna lie? You think angels can't avoid her from getting hit by that motorcycle? And back to the girl, the, the co-worker with the children's hospital. All those kids getting burned. Go back and look at every case by case. Well, what about nine one one? Listen. Whatever happens to man on this earth? What about the people that say I got an unction not to go to work today? What about the girl saying I never missed work and that day I couldn't go to work? She was a believer. So you saying, we probably say, but I said the one that believed God that got killed, they, that's exactly what I'm saying. It don't mean they're bad people. We all miss God, but missing God can cause you your life. I'm doing all this talk right now, right? If I go outside my door and I'm not aware of spiritual warfare, especially after doing a show like this, you know, the enemy... You don't need to be afraid of him. Great as he is in us and he is in the world. But, y'all, I cannot tell y'all. I, this showing under this, why we got to do a part two. I have, I have, listen, Purcell, Purcell, when I begin to really get close to God, read my Bible like I need to. Don't let me fast like I need to. I kid you not. There's certain people, I'm not going to call their names out, look for the phone to ring. There's certain people call me then. And that's how I know they're full of the devil. Because he always called me with a certain time. So when you start yeah. getting close to God, watch the, be- watch, the- watch the activity around you. Who is it that always call you then? Who is it that always give you beef when you start really getting close to God? That's who the closest of the devil. That's the- and-, and then if ain't nobody around that I know, watch this. If nobody's around I know and I'm really in that moment where I'm spending the quiet time with the Father, it always happens in your prayer time when you really qu- when you start affecting the spiritual room, as King, Brother King was kind of saying, when you do that, look for a coworker or something crazy to happen. Not to hurt you, but look for something to pull you off that square. Look for something to distract yeah. you. I'm telling you, it's real. I can almost perceive it. When I the other day I was at work and I was in that zone, and I knew who, who I could see. I just felt, okay, somebody's got to be knocking on my door, bothering me, and I kid you not. I can sit there for hours and nobody bothers me, but as soon as I get into that zone, 
I'm telling you, spiritual warfare is real, folks. We're not doing it. No justice tonight. Go ahead, Brother Purcell. Yeah, and and you 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 spot on with that. Um, it's, it's it's serious out here, man. It's serious. And um, something I was thinking about when you when you when you was talking, I forgot what it was now. But anyway, um, dang, I hate that I I lost that thought. Anyway, signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. What in the world are signs, wonders, and miracles? Well, listen to what the Lord showed me this week. But he showed me this. He showed me this uh, this afternoon. Uh, he says, signs, wonders, and miracles are a spiritual act of God's divine influence on our life through spiritual living. I'll say it one more time. Signs, wonders, and miracles. See, this is kind of what, kind of, it's kind of uh, tied into what Seth was saying about living the life. You know, you're not living the life, you can't really blame God. You don't really have a leg to stand on. Signs, wonders, and miracles are a spiritual act of God's divine influence on our life through spiritual living. Watch this. I'm going to look at the show, share this scripture with you real quick. And I know we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. But I want to share this scripture with you uh, found in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans 8. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read to you one through six. This is very close with Brother Tim. This is boy Paul, man. <laughs> there is. Wait, is this right? Yeah, eight one through six. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be 
spiritually minded is life and peace. Jesus said, I am the life. I am the life. I am the To be spiritually minded. See, what we have to understand is we have to, have to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord or that is that that exemplifies the quality of his life. Okay? Let me go on, let me finish, let me finish what the Lord was saying to me today. Signs, wonders, and miracles are, are a spiritual act of God's divine influence on our life through spiritual living, which in, exemplifies his quality of life. God is life, and his quality of life is spiritual. If we are to live a life that exemplifies the, the quality, uh, uh, his quality of life, who is his? God's quality of life, the Father's quality of life, then we have to live a life spiritual. Why? Because God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him spiritually and truthfully. We have to live a spiritual life. Spiritual life begins, watch this. Spiritual life begins with spiritual birth. This is why we must be born again. Not only of the water, I think I heard Brother John talk about this uh, in one of the shows a little while back. Not only of the water, but of the spirit. You must be born again. In other words, hear me. In other words, you don't want the Holy Ghost. You don't feel like it'd be a good idea to have the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need, I'm going to say it again, you need the Holy Ghost to walk this thing out. Why? Because the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, leads me and guides me into all truth. I think I shared with this with you all before. Every morning when I get up, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me into all of the truth that you have for me today. What does that sound like? That sounds like when Jesus told the disciples, pray in this manner. And when he said, give us this day our daily bread. That's what I'm saying. Lead me and guide me into all of the truth that you have for me today. That's what I say every day, y'all, without, without fail. You need the Holy Ghost 
This is the first step to executing signs, wonders, and miracles. I think you, First John, except you referred to the, you uh, referenced this a little earlier. First John 3, you referenced it. So it's ironic that these notes were already written and you referenced it. That lets me know that we're in the spirit on the Lord's day. We're in agreement concerning God's word. Because this is what, what, the, what the Holy Ghost was sharing with me earlier today. First John 3 says this. Beloved, now are we, now we accept that Christ as our personal Savior. We believe that he's the Son of God. Now are we the sons of God. Listen to this. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. I was talking about this uh, in the early going, in our, in our, in our in- introduction, after Seth did his introduction. I was talking about this, being like, being like him, walking like him, talking like him, walking in his authority, and it's somehow being misconstrued as me being arrogant. No, I'm just walking in, in my authority. For we shall see him, this is what it says, we shall be like him. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. When he appears, when he appears, now the scripture said when he shall appear. Now the word shall, anytime you see the word shall in scripture, that means it's a promise. It's a promise. In Ephesians, um, in Ephesians, I can't remember what number it is, but it let us know that four, since chapter we believe, four. is it four? Since we believe, I'm, I'm, it's verse number 30, it's not thinking, four, it's not four. Oh, it says, since we believe, since you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. See, and this scripture just told us, when he shall appear, he shall be like him. When he shall appear, that means he's definitely coming. He's definitely going to show up. Then it says in the, in the next clause, we shall be like him. In other words, we don't be like him. It's going to happen. The word shall in scripture, every time you see it, I promise you, it means promise. For we shall see him. See, it's a promise. Or you go, now you're going to be able to see him who he is because when he's going to reveal himself to you that's what happened with Peter that's what happened to Peter in Matthew 16 
when 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 Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? Who do who do, who do men say that I am? When Jesus when 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 uh, Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, what happened is he appeared. And he was able to see him for who he is. This is what happens, y'all, when we really tap in. And we wrapping up. We wrapping up. But this is what happens. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Things don't become new until he appears until you see him for who he is. You're going to continue in the same vein you've been in until you actually see him for who he is. Hear me when I tell you that. Why I can't stop doing this? I can't stop doing that. Because I ain't seen him for who he is. I don't see him for who he is. I don't see him for who he is. So I don't have I have not received power yet. Over in the book of Acts. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall receive power. That's what Seth was talking about in his, in his, uh, in his opening. The power. That's what we're going to talk about uh, in, in part two. We're going to talk about the different types of power. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Holy Ghost. And here's important, because I got notes for y'all. I got notes. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit interprets scripture. The Holy Spirit guides the believer. The Holy Spirit anoints the believer. The Holy Spirit sanctifies the believer. The Holy Spirit provides fruit of God's character in our lives. The Spirit empowers the believer. I got notes, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're going to talk about it because you need this ammo. You need this stuff. Like Seth referred to the scripture that said, uh, the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You need the Holy Ghost. It's pertinent in the life of the believer to accept the Holy Ghost, to receive the Holy Ghost. You get it the minute you believe. You just got to believe he's there. But we, you got to have the Holy Ghost. You need him. You need him. It's not uh, an elective. You need him. You need him in your life. You need him to live right. You need him to talk right. You need him to walk right. You need him. And it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell Lindell Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is coming to you from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in helping the uh, believer get the saltiness back through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. I love you. There's not a thing you can do about it. Don't wait till the Part two. Well, Priscilla, 
That was powerful, brother. Uh, I want you to know that. Uh, that was powerful. Um, take that off speaker. Listen, man, uh, uh, I can't wait to part two. Let's go around, Robin. Uh, uh, and brother, Pastor Chris, are you there? Chris, hold on. I'm right here. Pastor, how you doing? Yeah, go yeah, ahead and say and give me give us your final what you've heard. Make it no more than about a minute, brother. We wrap it up here. Okay, you know I really enjoyed it. The brother really came forth and, and told the truth. That's all I can say. Wow, wow. Okay, brother, uh, 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 brother Kenwin Castleberry. All right. Uh, yeah, Shalom. Thank y'all for. <clears throat> Let me uh, come on the show, man. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, uh, I uh, was especially tuning in to hear Brother Parcell uh, spark, talk about the spiritual and things. I know we got our differences, uh, but I still, that's that area that I, uh, I, I'm i really trying to learn a little bit more about, um, especially dealing with Paul and his armor. Uh, Paul goes into detail. A little bit more than everybody else about the armor of God that you got to equip yourself with, um, and because definitely uh, from the point of view that I've been, I'm coming from, that armor is well needed, you know, um, in dealing with the spiritual battle that we are all into. Um, yes, yes. So yeah, uh, definitely, man. Uh, I wanted to hear a little bit of that. So. Uh, with that said, thank y'all, thank y'all, and I'll uh, see y'all at uh, Sunday. Sunday or Monday? Yeah. Which one is it? It's going to be Sunday, and thank you for uh, even bringing that up. It's definitely going to be Sunday, and uh, we'll do a part two. And then Tuesday, y'all, we're going to be doing my book live, live. This is going to be something a little unique. I never heard nobody do it, and actually we're going to be writing the book live. Some of it is already written, but I'm going to be writing on the line. Literally, as I'm doing the show, there's a transcriber will be in the house. And he is going to be transcribing the show into a book. Literally on Tuesday, my book will be transcribed. The um, again, the lives of white supremacy, the lives of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. One more time, the lives of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. Be transcribed live on Tuesday. So as I talk, I'm hoping my wife will be on with me. Hopefully she'll come on. Um, we'll do the book. And then we'll take minimum comments from the co-host, what they thought of what they just heard, then we'll do another session. And we'll do about four sessions like that. And as we're, as I'm speaking, he's transcribing, and that will be the book, y'all, literally those words. Not the words of the co-host. They're just commenting on what they've heard. But as I speak about the book, he'll be transcribing. So that's on Tuesday, but Sunday, part two. Brother Kenwin, thank you again for your contribution tonight, brother. All right, thank you, thank you, no problem. All right, folks, you've been tuned to the Five Suits on Network. I'm Brother Seth. You hear from Purcell Porsche. We was doing a kind of double-headed monster. He and I both, y'all don't hang up because i got a very powerful song coming your way, um, very powerful song coming your way. We always like to start and finish with a very powerful song, so stay tuned. But I just want to say I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. This is no joke. There was a show where I tried my best to be honest because I know sometimes we start telling these stories. Some people tend to stress the truth. I've tried to be as truthful as I can, but folks, I kid you not, those stories I shared, and I'm sure Purcell can say the same, this is our life. 
supposed to be your life. And I know you have some things to say, too. I'm not, I understand some of y'all walk with the Father even more so. Some of y'all, this show would be boring because it's elementary to you. This is your life, especially if you're raising the Pentecostal churches. You might not find this show enlightening at all. But just know there's people that don't quite know that. It don't mean we're right or we're better. It don't mean that we're better off. It don't mean that we're holier than now. It don't mean that we have it to where we can look down. There are certain areas of my life where I'm sure I walk in deception and the enemy has a stronghold or a hand. I just know it. I just know it. I can tell you right now there is. I know some things right now I need help with. So we're in a battle. We're in a war. Any man just ain't going to watch you walk in truth and you just never know offense. No, no, nobody come against you. No, that's not true. The truth, the war is for the truth because when people get the truth, then they'll walk in their proper authority like Christ. They'll know who Christ is. They will know who Christ is. They will know who the Christ in them is, and they will be able to pray in his name. They'll be able to see spirits because the spirits come the closer you get to the Father, the closer you get to uh, really warring. That's when you see the spirits. You ain't got to go looking for them. They all look for you. Just start doing the work of the Father. Some of y'all don't believe in this because you ain't really doing the work of the Father, just to be honest. I'm talking about believers. You're so carnal until you don't hardly ever see spirits, uh, uh, evil spirits and so forth because you're just not in the fight. You're not hitting the enemy. You, you're a believer. You're saved. You die. You're going to be with the Father. But you're not, you don't really uh, see, you're not really engaged in warfare like you should be. And so, because if you engage in warfare like you should be, brothers and sisters, you are going to perceive evil spirits all there is to it. And it's not going to be nothing to write home about or try to post on Facebook. It's not nothing glamorous. This is warfare. This is serious. And it could cost you your life, really, to be honest. depends on what spirits you are attacking. So there's nothing to play with, folks. There's nothing to be afraid of, though, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We have angelic protection. We have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. So when you're in this warfare, this type of level, you have to be listening to the Holy Spirit for your safety because you are indeed a, uh, you know, like that general or something, you know. Not me. I won't even say a general. I'll say a sergeant. So my point is, it's level to this. It really is. There's people... Oh, my God, there's people that have seen some things. There's people that have talked to angels, and they walked away, and the person disappeared. I don't think that's make-believe at all. I don't have it like that, but there's people that's that familiar with spiritual warfare. They know that that person they're talking with is going to walk is not going to be no more. They know that it's an angel or angelic presence that, that's been summoned, a call. Maybe they pray for, you know, visitation, whatever. All I'm trying to say is, there's levels of this, but it starts with truth. You got to know the truth. If you're not in the truth, and when I say the truth, I mean higher learnings about spiritual warfare. You got to know uh, the power of the gospel. It just seems so simple. Like I shared last show, I talked about the spirit and everything, but the ba- the battle is for the truth. If the enemy can just get you to believe that the demon don't exist, that's the biggest death. That's the biz- biggest success. The, the success the devil ever had is convincing people that he don't exist he does exist so does angels so does the holy spirit and it's a war folks we're no match for that war we have to be led by the most high else they will tear us to shreds we are no match for the spiritual war bible says if god the most high didn't show the time even the elite of the elite of us will be fooled so this is serious but don't fear Fear not, brothers and sisters. Great is he that is in you and he that is around you and he that is working through you, you know, than he that is in the world. Satan is really powerless. He thrives on 
ignorance. That's what we must learn, brothers and sisters. Good night. Check out this this last song. <laughs> 